with a brand new episode for you all. Welcome back cuties. I have missed you all and I'm super excited about today's episode. God, I've had such a crazy weekend. Just been so busy, especially the last week. I've been working on a little project that I'm so, so excited to show you all that I've been working on for the last few weeks. Lockdown definitely threw a spanner in the work, so I didn't really think that I was actually going to get this done in the time frame that I wanted. But luckily we got out last week and that I'm able to work on it properly. And I'm really, really excited for you all to see and what I've been doing for the last few weeks. Today's episode, I'm very excited to be talking about. I've already kind of discussed this in a few past episodes, but I'm going to be really focusing and kind of reiterating this topic to you all. Because I think it's so important that we discuss this and, you know, seeing as it's Pride Month... Happy Pride Month, baddies. I thought this was a perfect opportunity because in Pride Month, I feel as though, yes, we should be taking pride in the community, but I also think it's so, so important to be educating ourselves on the community and topics and issues that members of the community face. Now, I was already going to discuss this, um, but something happened recently that I was like, yep, I definitely need to hop on the potty and do this episode to kind of educate and um, hopefully help people develop a proper understanding of certain things. So what I'll be discussing today is, I think, a great unspoken issue within the queer community, and that's online dating, hookup culture, and grooming. Now, as I said, I had already planned to do this episode, but last week, I think it was last week or the week before... Um, I shared a TikTok to our Instagram page um, and it was a little snippet talking about um, hookup culture and grinder and what um, issues queer young people face. And I had a comment from an individual who responded a little bit ignorantly and a little bit negatively stating um, they didn't understand how queer people couldn't figure it out, the dangers, I assume that they were referring to, that they couldn't figure it out because straight people could. Now, this comment was interesting because I could tell that this person clearly wasn't very educated on the issue and hadn't developed a proper understanding on the topics and couldn't really distinguish the difference between what young queer people face compared to their heterosexual peers. So I thought this episode is so important because, you know, there's people out there that aren't quite understanding. And I responded to their comment and then they deleted it and messaged me and apologized that, you know, they were a bit uneducated and didn't really understand, which is amazing. Um, and really good to see that people are admitting their wrongs and that, um, you know, that they're willing to learn and that they're learning things, um, which is really important. So that's why I'm kind of that little comment and that little situation kind of really pushed me to do this episode even more. So here we are baddies. Let's get stuck into today's episode. I feel like a massive unspoken issue is a problem that many queer gay boys face in their early teenage years. And many minors find themselves using an app, which is an app that is advertised for you to find others like yourself. And when in reality, it's just for hookups. I have 
done an episode on this kind of sharing my personal experiences on the potty and in hopes to educate people on the commonality in which young boys find themselves in unsafe situations with older men. And, you know, in today's episode, I'm wanting to kind of further elaborate and further del- and dive further into this topic. Now, I'm going to kind of start this off with responding to the comment that was left on my Instagram page. Now, this person was kind of couldn't see the difference between how heterosexual young teens cannot find themselves in these types of situations. And, you know, some some do, but it's not as common as those of their queer peers. So I think to have an understanding, if you don't understand why young queer people find themselves in this situation, it's because you need to understand that they don't have growing up in high school and, you know, maybe in a rural area or a town or city that's not, you know, overpopulated with members of the community. And, you know, in high school, it's a daunting experience. And, you know, a lot of people are battling their own issues and, you know, I don't need to kind of explain that aspect. So queer young people don't really have the same space to explore their sexualities the same way in which their heterosexual peers do. You know, straight people in their high school life have that privilege of being able to explore themselves and openly go on dates with the opposite gender and kind of get to have that, you know, quote, air quotes, that teenage experience of, you know, exploring themselves sexually. So when it comes to queer youth, they don't get that privilege or that experience. And, you know, some do, but it's very common that they don't. This causes queer people to get desperate because they're longing for someone and they feel the only way that the only way that they will get to do this is going on apps such as Grindr. Young queer people feel invalidated and that causes them to get desperate. And now don't come for me saying, oh my God, don't be rude calling people desperate and, you know, all of this. I'm not calling them that, you know, I was that and I can relate to all these types of people 110% because I felt those feelings of being invalidated and desperate and naive. So don't try and come for me because I know exactly how it feels. Okay, period. So yeah, (laughs) young queer people are looking for validation, which is really upsetting because they aren't feeling validated by anyone else and no one is telling them that they are attractive or worthy or that they are loved. You know, it's nice knowing someone thinks you're desirable and I think everyone can agree on that. But being at a school where, you know, you might be in the closet and, you know, you've got people talking and, you know, gossiping, saying, oh, this person's attractive, this person's hot, this person's a good, you know, all of that jazz and not having that yourself can be hurtful, you know? And then that's when insecurities and a low self-esteem begins to manifest. And, you know, I felt inferior for the first few years of my coming out and before I came out, you know, 15 to 16 year old me, would wish that he was straight. And, you know, there was times where I was just like, oh my Lord, please just change me in a way. And that's like heartbreaking to think about it now. 
because I wasn't comfortable in my own skin and I didn't truly know who I was because I suppressed my true self for so long trying to run away from my sexuality. Obviously now, four years later, I have changed and evolved and grown into who Phoenix truly is. But in that point of time, I really, really wanted to be, air quotes, normal in my eyes. And because I suppressed my true self and was trying to run away from who I really was, I never validated myself because I never felt comfortable in my own skin. So I went into these apps looking for that validation that I never gave to myself with a very vulnerable state of mind. And when you are desperate, you do anything to obtain what you are looking for. And I think that's something very important to understand because I never really understand that concept until like I reflect on that like time period that, you know, my desperation put me in dangerous situations. And, you know, people who are desperate, that can sometimes mean that they're meeting up with people 20 years older than themselves. Another aspect when it comes to these apps, especially Grindr, is the predatory behavior that happens on these apps. And, you know, even if you disclose with someone that could be 15, 20 years older than you and you're like 16 to 18, whatever it may be, that you're that age they act perfectly fine and that they're still okay to meet up with you. And they're like, Oh yeah, where shall we meet up? I can pick you up. Like it doesn't mean anything to, to them. And you know, I've had multiple conversations with that turned out like this with a lot of older men when I was on these apps, when I was like 16, 17 and saw no issue with it because I was so desperate to talk to someone to seek validation that it, caused me to ignore the severity of how unsafe this actually was and how disturbing these men actually were. But because I was so desperate for this validation, I completely ignored everything and it really clouded my judgment. And I feel as though no one properly talks and speaks about these dangers and young people go into these situations very naively with the mindset that they want to do this. And that is exactly what my mindset was going into, you know, that situation that I discussed in my coming out episode. I had that mindset of, yeah, this is what I want to do. I'm 16. I'm basically an adult. You know, I can, you know, kind of, this is my life. I know what I want and this is what I want to do. And obviously looking back now and even after it, I was like, that's not, I did not want that to happen at all. And I feel as though a lot of young people who use these apps don't see the issue with it. And I never, I never did in the first part of it, only up until probably a year ago, I realized how disturbing it actually is. And coming to terms with how not okay some of the circumstances were that I found myself in because I was so young, naive, desperate, and feeling invalidated. And when all of these things work together, it truly clouds your judgment and you put yourself in unsafe situations. And I think also another issue with this is that a lot of young people take pride in being able to hook up with someone older than them. Like I definitely had that mindset and I thought it was cool, but when in reality it's just sad. And I think looking back now, it was 
a defense response. You know, I knew I experienced this trauma and it was painful and I regret it so, and you know, I try not to regret a lot of things, but this experience definitely is something that I regret putting myself in, but you know, it's a lesson and you know, you learn and grow from these things. But I, yeah, experienced this thing and you know, I didn't want someone to criticize me. So instead of admitting it hurt me, I would try to act unbothered by it. And I was just outright in denial of the situation. And, you know, when people brought it up, I would make a lot of jokes about it. When in reality, I just never wanted to face the pain that I went through. I wanted to ignore the fact that I went through a bad experience and I knew I was, I knew it was wrong and I regretted it, but I just couldn't take the criticism. So I covered it all with jokes and banter because it hurts too much to admit that it was wrong. It takes people a long time to fully recognize what may have happened to them. You know, people react differently to different situations, but I feel like people may brush it off or in the moment laugh about it because they don't fully recognize what happened and the severity of it. You know, people are young. How do they fully process that they might have been groomed? I never really properly understood the whole concept at first because it's such a difficult concept to grasp, especially when you're the one being groomed. And as time passed on, I think I began to understand it. And for a long time, I tried to ignore it until recently. And that's when I shared my coming out episode explaining my story. But it's definitely a confronting thing to face. And I think that's the issue because a lot of young people may not even realize that they are being groomed because they don't even know what grooming is. And that was definitely like myself. I never really understood it. So I don't think, and in that time when I was 16, I was so naive that I didn't understand what was happening. If that makes sense. Now, if you don't know what grooming is, grooming is basically the action of a person older than you, you know, talking to you, trying to get something out of you, sort of trying to gain your trust. You know, they're telling you that they will take care of you and all of these things that you want to to hear to feel validated. And you develop a mindset of, you know, this person actually cares about me unlike everyone else in my life. And that was definitely the mindset that I had. And especially when you're in the closet and you have formed this relationship where you don't have to hide that so you trust them. And they will use this bond and this trust to proceed in sexual acts with you and use you for that. And, you know, they are using you for your body and they're really just objectifying you, but will make you think otherwise, if that makes sense. And I think from going from my own personal experience with this person, it's kind of like that saying, you know, we accept the love that we think we deserve. So I was accepting what this person was offering me because I thought that's all that I deserved. And it was completely nothing, but it was because I had such a low self-worth and I didn't feel like I was worthy of anything proper. So I was just kind of groveling at what anyone kind of threw at me. And I think it's like that other saying, the universe will give you the same lesson over and over again in different versions until you learn from it. 
And I think I relate that a lot to my past, like, sexual relationships because I was basing them all off my low self-worth and that I thought by, you know, being with these people that I was desirable and, you know, I was feeling validated. And this was for quite a while I was doing this until, you know, I kind of took a step back and looked at myself and I was like, wait a minute, and really started to truly understand what I deserve and what I'm worthy of. And, you know, a lot of people that I met online and that I... I was very, you know, I would be like to my friends, oh, like, you know, I was very just like joking and like, yeah, this is what I want. But I know deep down that I was doing it because I was feeling so invalidated and that I had such a low self-worth. And I thought that, you know, this short experience with whoever will fulfill me and will make me feel validated when really I was leaving those situations feeling so much more emptier than I did when I walked into them. And... I think I was, when I told people about it, I would just make a joke of it or act like I was so fine with it. But because I was ashamed that I had, you know, just met someone online and I felt insecure about it as well. So I think I covered it with, you know, banter and laughter when really I was just doing it because I felt so low of myself. And that was really sad, but it's the reality. And I think a lot of young queer people go through the same thing. And just over time, I think I started doing a lot of self-reflection. And that's when I started to realize that I needed to change something. It's also a sad reality to realize that you're being groomed. And when young people find themselves in a headspace of feeling so invalidated, the smallest amount of attention can become addicting and it becomes very magnetic, like a force that you can't resist. And this is also a difficult kind of concept to explain because I, I, I probably understand this. And it's kind of like when someone leaves you crumbs and you, that smallest amount of attention you will hold on to. And I, I think it really just comes down to having a, a low self-worth because you think that's what you deserve. So when people are being groomed, these predators are latching onto the vulnerability and the naivety of these young people and use it to their advantage to get what they want from you. And I think another issue is that a lot of queer youths are okay with it and they think they're okay with it, but they're so young that they can't properly distinguish what is happening to them. And many of them don't see the problem, which makes it so hard to address this issue. And I was definitely, I was definitely like that when I was 16 and I've only kind of started realizing the issues and the severity of this at this age, because I'm dealing, I've decided to kind of accept what happened and kind of face it head on, if that makes sense. And it, it takes a long time, you know, a couple months, years, whoever, however long to kind of accept what has happened to you and what you, and you know, you want to face it. So it's, these are massive issues and I feel as though people already get uncomfortable discussing sex. So imagine having to discuss that you were groomed or 
you had a negative experience on an online dating app, you know, there's a lot of shame in that. So instead people either hide it or they will take pride in it. And I think that also is a very big issue. And I hope this kind of helps you. I hope if you are a cisgender straight person listening to this, that if you, you know, you were in high school and you were on Tinder or I don't even know if people were allowed to be on Tinder in high school, but people had Tinder in high school. Let's be real. You just had to say you were 18. But try and look at your experiences and then try and relate it to the experiences that young queer people have and kind of use that as a guide to show you the differences. That was a hiccup. (laughs) The differences in which, you know, they may, the differences in the experiences they may have faced compared to you. And I think that's really, really important. And I also think it's really important for young people for this to be brought up in discussions more so that young queer people can see that and understand the dangers of this and understand what grooming is and so that they're able to distinguish that they are being groomed by someone. And, you know, I think about all of the people, all of the young queer kids that might be going through the same mindset of this, you know, dealing with the same headspace that I had found myself in. And it breaks my heart because I know exactly what they're going through and I want them to not put themselves in unsafe situations. You know, I could have put myself in that situation and something else could have happened. You know what I mean? Um, and you know, some people it could result in a way worse turnout than other experiences, if that makes sense. So I think it's really, really important to shed light on this and this topic and this issue that a lot of young queer people face and they, and they don't see this as an issue. So that's why it's important to be educating them on the issue at hand and the problems that, and the dangers that they may face. And if you are a young queer person listening to this and you're underage or you're in that kind of age gap and you've found yourselves on these apps talking to much older people because you're feeling invalidated or you're feeling alone or you're not feeling desirable, just know that you are and that this time will pass and don't put yourself in situations that are unsafe or yeah, I just want, I hope that if you're a queer young person listening to this, that you know that others are going through the same or have gone through the same experience as you and that, you know, you're not alone in that aspect. And that if you are a straight person listening to this, I hope that this has educated you on some really important issues that aren't really being spoken enough of. So that's what I really hope everyone gained from today's episode. I hope this gave you all a little bit of, a little bit more insight into this topic and this issue. Um, and I hope I was able to kind of expand your knowledge or even introduce you to this if you've never even heard of it. 
But thank you all for joining me in today's episode. I really hope that you learned something today and I will be back with a brand new episode for you all next week. Make sure you are following me on Instagram at I Can't Even Think Straight Podcast as I've been working on a exciting little project that I'm excited to share with you all. So keep your eyes peeled for that. You will all be hearing from me next week in a brand new episode. And remember that you are the baddest bitches. Have an amazing week. I love you all. Bye. Wow.